welcome to Reverse Psychology, the Fraser Rewatch podcast where we go backwards through every episode of the show. Tonight, we are covering Season 11, Episode 12, Fraser Light. Is this the time Fraser added a salad to every meal? We'll find out. I'm your host, Curtis Sheck. Joining me as always, it's our resident upside downer, it's Ryan Sansone. Curtis, it's good to be here. Um, it's light tonight. Oh boy. <laughs> it's, a, it's a light night tonight. It's good to be here. <laughs> also with us today is Big Boned Bradley Kirkston. What up? I guess I have to bring the energy tonight and uh, Big Boned Bradley <laughs> Kirkston. Uh, you should have you should have gone with the B and called me Big Boned Bradley Burkston. That would have been funnier. Mm. Well, uh, <laughs> would you be willing to change your name legally for the purpose of this intro? Look, if it's going to get us more views uh, at this point, I will do anything. Spoiler alert: It will not. Oh, why? Uh, you know you're allowed to bring the energy every night, right? I bring the energy, but usually I don't have to follow you who goes, hi, I'm a robot. I have no energy. I'm a blood-sucking demon. Usually I can work <laughs> off of you and be and be fun off of your energy. But tonight it's like, okay, it's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde tonight. All right, let's do it. Let's have fun. Bananas. Like, what? I hate to How? say it, Ryan. I hate to say it, but he nailed you. I mean, you did say those words exactly so how am i ha- i am i no fun but also a blood-sucking demon with no energy uh, for like- that, fun yeah <laughs> nowhere in that statement that i hear fun i mean blood-sucking demon's definitely fun you'd be so bad at that you're saying that the reason it's not fun is because he'd be uh incompetent at it well, that's part of it. It doesn't help the case. Sure. I disagree. Curtis, set, set up a segment. I want to prove I'd be an excellent blood-sucking demon. If we go off of his energy tonight, he'd be like, Hi, I'm Ryan. I like blood. Can I suck your blood? I'm not going to get any louder than this, and I'm just going to sound like a 15-year-old girl, but it's fine. What? Accountant <laughs> demon? You you think he's going to be an accountant demon? I mean, th- that's the energy he gave off of that intro. Well, look, we are going to get a chance to see what kind of a bloodsucker he'd be because yes, in this episode, uh, we do get to see the station manager, Kenny, uh, accused of having eaten a live pigeon. And uh, so I thought it'd be fun if we kind of discuss um, what kind of an animal would we be willing to eat uh, live? Like you'd have to kill it yourself and eat it not, um, if you were desperate enough. So what is the worst thing? They're not live. What is the worst thing you would be willing to do that to? Yeah, I don't understand the prompt, Curtis, uh, even though I've been accused of no energy. If I'm hungry enough, I will eat anything. I'd eat another human. Like, what do you mean? Oh, so you so you have no limit. Like, you would go... No one has... If you are hungry enough, you will do whatever you gotta do. Okay, let's say you're you're in a weight loss challenge, and you haven't eaten, and you're just really hungry, and you're, you're just a little bit uh, out of it because you're so hungry. I'm desperately like, hungry. I'm eating a human. What do you mean? Okay, well, all right, we've got your answer. I think you might be a blood-sucking demon, and I, I, I'm uh, thrilled with the increase in your energy levels. I feel like you're you're outside of accountant territory for, for me. Brad, what do you think? I just had an arm. I'm feeling a lot better. My answer is a little shocking. Maybe I've been watching a little bit uh, too much TV. I'm a big fan of commercials. So maybe that's where I got this idea from. Um, I did have to look it up to find out that this wasn't an actual bird because I really wasn't sure. Um, But I'm going to go with an emu 
and even more specific, I'm going to go with the Limu Emu. Oh, wait a minute. What? This is ridiculous. You uh, have to be able to achieve the goal. An emu would wipe the floor with you. No, would it? No, that, well, that especially thought... are you first of all, you think Doug's letting you anywhere near the Limu Emu? Are you out of your mind? A hundred percent. I would I would befriend the Limu Emu uh and Doug, but obviously Doug wouldn't make it, and then I would eat the Limu Emu. You're killing Doug too. Um I, I don't have to kill Doug. The emu what? will take care of that. Why are you specifically going after the most charismatic emu in the history of emus? Uh I don't know if it's the most char- charismatic. Okay, um, name but, it name another one. But you can Maybe find a top out. three contender even. Oh, for emus? Yes. The emu from that Scrubs episode? Yeah, the emu from the Scrubs episode. Uh, Tina, Tina the emu, old neighbor of mine, and this what? emu. Oh, my God. We, by the way, we, we, I, I can promise all the viewers we're never going to, to go off and do a Scrubs rewatch podcast because it would require watching season nine. Are, so, are, do we have to, Curtis, I didn't realize we had to name specific people. Uh, so, so I guess since I named humans, I would eat Brad just to shut him up. Thanks, bud. I take that as a compliment. Sure. Well, I, I feel like I have to give an answer. I, I would say uh, I feel like this is, real, uh, this is a mistake. This is going to really cancel me quick. I feel like uh, I would be very comfortable eating a beloved pet. So Eddie is what who I would the fuck? Well, this episode took a weird turn. Okay. <laughs> I love, what? I love uh, humans. That's fine. Uh, a beloved pet. Don't Your you care? Psychotic. You went after a loved one, like your own loved one. That's crazy. <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't say my own beloved. I, I said a beloved pet, and then I named Eddie. So, like, literally oh. a, oh, a TV show dog. The dog that doesn't exist. Who cares? I thought you were saying your own beloved pet. That would be absolutely psychotic. No, Ryan just doesn't listen to things Curtis says. It's I fine. was already freaking out when he said beloved pet. We better uh, we better pivot into the episode. Yeah, let's do why? it. Why? This let's has gone great. Do it. We open with a plane over Seattle pulling a KACL banner. Frazier is on the air counseling Maury, but soon the whole family is on the call, so Frazier, noted psychiatric professional, hangs up. The rest of the KACL's team run in to binge eat before a weight loss contest. The, the letters were gold today, in case you guys and, are wondering. Uh, yeah, another irrelevant Fraser card. What do you mean? That was a joke. What? Yeah, oh. Obviously, it was super relevant to the episode. Yeah, I was like, okay. As it always is. Sorry, we thought we were dealing with an accountant, Ryan, and that you were, you were going to yeah. be by the book and not give any sarcasm or sass. So Frazier jumped right in with some great callers. And the coolest part was the callers were all famous people. And that never happens. Would anyone like to guess who the callers were? Or would you like me to tell you? I don't How many parts were there even? I don't have There was I don't four. There was Mari, his wife, Celeste, the mother, which I'm not sure they say the name, and then their daughter, Brittany. The only one that sounded familiar to me was Estelle Parsons, who was in a previous Correct. episode. Oh, that was her. I thought Correct. maybe I was wrong, because she no. had already been in an episode. She played the mother. Okay. okay. Maury, you're the first person, is uh, good old Stanley Tucci. Whoa. Oh, wow. Celeste, Pooch. who was the wife, is Penny Marshall. Whoa. Who's that? Laverne from Laverne, Laverne surely. Yeah. Is that, oh. that a reference anybody would get anymore? Too old for me. And last but not least, last but not least, this one was designed for Ryan. Brittany is played by Hillary Duff. Oh, wow. Hill Duff. We see her later. This is her second appearance. That's great. Good for you, Hill Duff. Going back to the important part, uh, what a messed up family. They were fighting each other. They were arguing with each other. And Frazier does what he does best. It just helps families heal. Yeah, he didn't do any of that. No, not even uh, close. <laughs> Literally hung up on him. <laughs> yeah, again, 
Like all we, every time we see him at work, he is terrible at his job. Like he could not have picked a more dysfunctional family to like dig his teeth into and like really do some psychiatry. And he was like, no, just, I can't be dealing with this. Bye. Well, this was easily, this was easily the most we've seen him work on the radio show. Totally. I mean, he, he doesn't do anything. He just tries to get a word and, and doesn't and then hangs up, but easily the most he's tried to work. Is this, and this doesn't give too much away, is this the first episode that we have multiple uh, scenes with his co-workers and at work and stuff? Yeah, I was going to call this okay. that. So the Upside Down it gets confirmation that these characters are part of the show. We literally haven't seen any of these guys since, uh, I think we saw Kenny Powers or whatever in the third to last episode. And then we see all of them, I think, in the part one episode yeah. of the finale. Yeah, this yeah. is a big deal for you because it's your first time meeting a lot of these people. Well, it seems like it's a, a, at least a little bit of a deal. I, I We're currently on trend to see them maybe three times a season. So I'm, yeah. I'm not too bent out of shape about it. So, so... Yeah, I mean, I thought that it, it was, I liked, all, I like all the characters and um, I thought they were great in this episode, but is a free trip to Vegas really worth all that work? Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, they, they live in Seattle, so it's not that far. That's still, I mean, I assume that there's room and board or whatever. I'd take it. And I don't know if this is the right uh, era, but I feel like uh, 2004 is probably uh, when Cher has a residency. You're going to want to see that. Well, that was a, you know, a weird way to go for that. But yeah, I mean, Cher, <laughs> Cher's cool, so... I think Celine Dion was already there, too, so... Oh, double trouble. If I could turn back time... I regret everything. Real quick, this is important to note. This is actually our last episode of 2004. Oh, that's actually really useful information. Thank you. I'm glad I did work. Is it really useful? Yeah, yeah we're, because we've been constantly saying, well, in 2004... Yeah, that's a really good Brad impersonation. That's a really good Brad impression. Yeah, that was a really good Brad one. This is uh, this aired original air date, January 6th. Oh, weird date. January 6th, 2004. Is a normal date, though. Well, January 6th, sorry. <laughs> okay, I see. Okay, I hear you. Yeah. This, you said this, this aired on January 6th, 2004? Correct. That is fun. That leads right into my uh, comment for the scene, which is that Gil makes a really bad dated now joke about donald trump weird timing but you're right that is he did make a donald trump joke yeah and it was did not age well the problem is when that kind of (laughs) stuff happens the people listening are actually going to think we stage this stuff we don't we are not that good at the show we do not mean we stay we're not doing it on no that i said january 6th and then curtis happened to make i want to i want to wait i want to make it i want to clarify what was just said uh to the audience Yes, Bradley Kirkson did attend January 6th. Yes, he did. Uh, <laughs> no, no, you he said he orchestrated it. He was one of the orchestrators, yes. But in his defense, he's a really bad person. Oh, I thought you were going to say, in my defense, I look really good at hordes. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, so unrelated to all of that crap, when Donald Trump's name is evoked, there's so many fries like laid out, which uh, there's a like <laughs> famous Donald Trump picture with him with all of that McDonald's food. It's, that's aged really well, actually. That's that's a great point. A really good point. I was genuinely surprised to see Kenny Powers return, though. I was like, oh, yeah, that guy. I guess he is part of the show. And I guess these other guys, uh, I must have seen them in the past as well, then. The the thing I want to understand is, so Roz is hitting on Noel to kind of convince him to, to eat. And she's clearly manipulating him and doing so shamelessly. And it makes her a terrible person, but also I'm—I don't mind it. She's just so 
funny. I like her. Well, this was easily her strongest line slash scene that we've gotten so far. And yeah. she does the seduction line real well. Yeah, she like, does. <laughs> we, we could use her for other things, I feel like. Like ever. Agreed. Well, we get our first title card. Pigeon dropping. Daphne has to pee, which begins and ends her storyline. Niles is getting injured by her while they sleep, and his compulsive cleaning nearly dooms Deddy's pigeon friend, Barney. Hey, gang. We got a powder room alert. Drop the power room. Uh, this was our, our least plot-driven use of the powder room, I think. I don't think there's any need for her to actually go in there. Other than to show she's on the show. As I said in my intro, that was her entire storyline this episode. Just, she had to go to the bathroom. Oh, well, she does. The Fraser part of the scene really was unnecessary. We heard a story about him being, you know, a moron and not knowing what F hockey is. But besides that, like, it was just a very typical Fraser is a moron story. Yeah, it, it doesn't <laughs> add much to his A-plot. But I, I will say, uh, before we get into the, the, the Fraser side, so Niles makes an Indiana Jones reference. Yeah. Which, uh, that to me took me out of the episode because I feel like they're constantly making unrecognizable references in this show. He's constantly saying things that I have no idea what he's talking about and that's part of the fun because he's so pretentious. I I cannot imagine a scenario in which he would have both seen Indiana Jones and like remembered it well enough to to reference it later. I I guess I'm too nice because I thought of it more that... Daphne dragged him to see it. Dra- oh. to, and, dragged him to see it. So they had a, a, a showing at the local movie flex. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> or, or like, or like, <laughs> uh, dragged him to watch it. And because he has, because he pays attention to things, he like remembered it. The whole thing. But maybe I'm just being too nice. You just described regular memory. It's interesting that you said uh, Daphne would have taken him to see it. I was actually starting to think maybe the 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 clue was that he was trying to relate to his father and just knew that was a reference oh. his father would understand. Yeah, if you're if you helped write this episode and would like to come in and tell us what you were thinking, we'd love to have you. I would say don't waste your time. That would be a huge waste of your efforts. Disagree though. I thought that was a, I've I don't know about taking me out of the episode or not, but I thought the joke was really funny. It's like he compared Indiana Jones escaping from a temple from uh sleeping next to his wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the yeah. The the frailty of Niles, really, uh, this is what I expected out of the character. And we haven't seen a whole lot of it yet. But him just randomly getting injured every time he sleeps near her, that tracks. That That's what I was hoping for. I love that he says he cleans so much he doesn't even realize what he does it. Which that also tracks. That, that yeah. That's buyable. Yeah, that made sense, I thought. that's I would buy it. Uh, well, actually, before that, I think Daphne says that Niles sounded like a dying rabbit screaming. I don't, <laughs> do they do that? I don't I don't know if that's a thing. I think that's an insight into some of her past. Well, maybe what her answer <laughs> would have been to our question earlier. Yeah, she's eating a rabbit for sure. <laughs> But uh, sorry, back to the smudge. I I would never apologize for cleaning a smudge on a window. If you killed a bird, you might. That's not. He didn't kill a bird. Ryan, Ryan, if you if you cleaned a smudge on a window, you would be asking for praise. You'd be like, "Look, I did a thing. I cleaned." Hundred percent. I was so insulted when he was like, "Oh, I'm sorry." Like, no, don't apologize. Don't have smudges on windows. I love the idea that this one tiny smudge on this big window is going to be the difference between a bird dying or not. Yeah, it does feel like the next window over was still a death trap. Then, (laughs) unless he's got one smudge on every window, hundred percent would have kicked that pigeon over the edge. By the way. 
hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I mean that's fair. On the set of a local TV show, the KACL team are getting weighed against their opponents, who include Fraser's old high school bully. They agree to a side bet in which either Fraser has to humiliate himself publicly, or the other guy has to gasp. Purchase a chess set. What a weird TV show they went on. <laughs> like, I, just, I, I can't imagine that flying. Okay, on today's episode, we're going to have two different radio stations compete on who can lose the, the, the most amount of weight and not be fatties. Like, that was the point of the TV show? No, okay, it was clearly like some kind of fluff piece local morning show. And this was just a segment they were doing for the week. I, I buy that a local TV morning show would be so desperate for content, they would weigh radio station staff. Well, maybe that show should have been the spinoff. <laughs> It is more insane the more you think about it. Like the you could have easily had a fine time just doing Frasier versus whoever the other host was. They're like, no, we got to get everyone from the from the back of the radio station. I will say, teen weight loss was definitely an early two thousands thing. I remember like people having oh, yeah. weight loss competitions with their teams and stuff, and the biggest loser and all that kind of stuff. So I guess you're right. Team weight loss was kind of popular back then. Biggest loser runner up for what you were going to be called today. Brad. Oh, nice. <laughs> that would have gone. I don't with that. That would have, yeah, that would have gone with the, the episode even more. I didn't count them, but did the radio stations have the same amount of people? I don't they think they did. did. And they each had one girl, which I thought was actually kind of, <laughs> uh, I actually like that they put that much detail into it. I paid yeah, attention to it. Yeah, I was like, wow, they actually like did something smart. Frazier greets the host of the show, and she like refers to him as her friend. So I don't know, and don't give anything away, Brad, uh, for the Upside Down, but I, I'm very curious to see if she pops up again, like she maybe is a character they've had on the show before. You, you didn't think to yourself, oh, Frazier's a celebrity, everyone thinks they know him. No, I did not. Okay, <laughs> good answer. So this was such a tough scene for me because you you meet this super obvious, like he's like a middle school villain. He's just terrible and stupid. And you're like, well, fuck this guy. Yeah. But like, I'm not rooting for Frazier to have a good time. So I don't, I don't know what I was supposed to be feeling in this scene. I mean, I, I think it, it only really works as another illustration of Frasier being a child. Yeah, yeah. Frasier looks pretty horrible in this scene. Not just not just because he can't do a handshake, but also because of his past. Which the scene before set up for how how dumb he was in middle school and high school. Right. Well, I'll say this is a, a totally a ridiculous nitpick given I know that it is a a sitcom from this era. But I just find it fascinating. This is a a TV show that has people on the show, like actual participants on on screen on the show who can just have side conversations at full volume (laughs) to each other. And like it doesn't disrupt the filming of this segment. It's a really complex um, uh, stage. So they're able to do all that. Can we talk about the fact that Frazier is a doctor and really doesn't understand how weight loss works? We don't know that. We don't know that he's a doctor. He's, he introduced himself as Dr. Fraser Crane, Ryan. Also, he's, doctor, he's a doctor of the mind. He's not a doctor of nutrition. <laughs> okay, but psychiatrists do have to go through full medical school. Yeah, I was like, where are you going with that? Is that true? Yes. I, I don't even know if that's true. It is true. You're thinking I'm of psychologists who yeah. do I'm not. not but a psychiatrist can that's... give out medication, so they have to have full Correct. a full medical license. They're MDs. They are. I thought this show was about psychologists. No. No. <laughs> Not. I, I I genuinely did not know they had to go through med school. Correct. That is interesting. So okay, can I restate my statement and you agree with me? He's a yes, doctor and doesn't understand weight loss. I disagree, and here's why. 
I've learned a lot today. <laughs> to your point, Brad, I do want to highlight that line. I, I said it in the intro as well. It's, yeah. it's one of my favorite lines of the series, actually. Uh, when he says, how is that possible? I've added a salad to every meal. Yeah. I just think that's very funny. Um, and I'm, I, that definitely boosts this episode much higher in my esteem. It is a good line. Don't get me wrong, but he does not understand weight loss. I feel like that would help. You don't think if you added a salad to every meal, you would lose weight. Well, the point is you're just adding more, like it might be better for you, the food, like the nutrition you're getting for the salad, but you're still adding more calories. Yeah. You're not replacing anything. You're just adding. Well, you're, because if you. Because if you start eating a salad, you're probably eating less of the other stuff you would have eaten. I think the joke is that he didn't stop eating anything. He just added a salad. In my head, he added like uh, he added a really chunky salad. He added like it's got steak. You didn't think this was a joke. You thought he was just being sincere and telling you what he was eating. I don't think anything on the show is a joke. (laughs) Now Niles has a neck brace and Barney is healed. Or at least it seemed so until Niles throws him off the balcony and requires another nursing back to health. Frazier is finally taking weight loss seriously. Okay, here's my issue with Frazier. He can't just do anything for the purpose of doing it. He only started taking it seriously when he saw his middle school, high school bully. Like, he always needs a reason to do something. He can't just do it because it's the right thing to do. This isn't really a right thing to do situation. He's in perfectly (laughs) fine health. Is he in perfectly fine health? He looks like... He's he's got a stomach. He can he can lose some weight. Oh, what kind of nineties monster are you? Trying to, <laughs> trying to fat shame him. He's perfectly fine for his age and, and size. I don't think he's as old as you think he is on the show. He's, he's twenty nine. Yeah. That'd be bad. He's at least sixty. He's fine. I, I don't think first of all, I don't even think he's sixty now. <laughs> no, he's. I think he's I for think sure over sixty too. now. Frazier or Kelsey Grammer? Who are we talking about? Oh, I mean, Kelsey definitely is. He was on. He was on Cheers forever. <laughs> that is my new favorite line from a Frasier rewatch podcast. He was on Cheers forever. <laughs> Kelsey Grammer currently is sixty-eight years old. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, love love that the injuries have gotten worse for Niles. I I totally think this tracks. I'm just mad they don't continue this the rest of the series. Well, I'm wondering, do you think he actually had to go to the doctor or he just wrapped a pillow around us? Well, from what I understand, he is a doctor, Curtis. We yes. walked into that one. <laughs> uh, so uh, you you joked about Daphne's storyline being over, but she she's doing stuff in this scene. I, I mean, she 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 does have some other lines and she but but like the reason I said that really was because her entire storyline outside of having to go to the bathroom is just through Niles's lens. Like the whole thing is like Niles is telling us what she did. She's just oblivious to what she's done to Niles. But like, it's not really about her or like Niles basically gets two storylines and she gets like a half a storyline. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's true. <laughs> it does feel like she could help with the bird situation. I mean, she's um, uh, herself a medical professional. In fact, healing, getting people like back on their feet is kind of her job. I still, you guys have said this. I don't know that. We've yet to see it in the show. We we do know this because if you remember, she interviewed a stripper. So <laughs> that kind of settled it. <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen her do anything yet, but that, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, she's pregnant, so fair enough. But uh, I loved I loved the idea of Frazier's like, oh, just give me both the ab machines. That should work. I think it was the lab buster and the ab blaster. Yeah, I think that would help. I'm 100% on board. I don't know why we're all not combining infomercial products. It's fully in line with his effort level to uh, weight loss. Like, you'll add a salad to a meal and you'll have two machines work on a minute at the same time. Respect. <laughs> at the station. Wait, wait. You're talking about when he throws the bird off the roof. That's a crazy moment. 
the, okay, go the, ahead. The confidence to just be like, yep, this bird's ready to go. I've never seen him attempt to flutter, but here we go. Let's fling him off the edge. Yeah, it's, it's funny too, because like I, I totally see why he would do that. I feel like that's a, a thing you see people do with birds, but like he could have just let the bird fly of his own accord. He didn't need to give it a, a push. Yeah, it's not a baby bird. You just, just put it out on the porch. It would be okay. Brad, how do you have no comments about your former bird expert? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Niles just said what he thought was right. He was not right. And um, the bird the bird took a long, long trip. I'm you, so sorry. I'm so sorry. sorry I asked. Were you watching something else while we were talking? Um, no, I was not. He's you answered that. He's 100% watching the NBA Finals. You, you, answer, you answered that like a teacher called on you and you weren't prepared. <laughs> um, you didn't do the reading. Even though I watched the episode, for some reason, I was not prepared for that. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I do think Mrs. Cunningham is probably an old bird. The way he had to apologize, like, you don't have to apologize unless she acts like it. I think Mrs. Cunningham liked it. We don't hear her shout back, so she yeah. probably just went about her day. I think she was a fan. At the station, the team are at each other's throats because they are hungry. Frazier thinks his speech has motivated them, but really, they just want cake. We all do. We all want cake. This was crazy. Actual, this is, I'm 100% sure this is the first time we've been at work twice in one episode. And act not in a dream. Very good save. Yeah. How desperate do you have to be that Frazier has to be the voice of reason? Well, it's a little unclear for us in the Upside Down because it seems like he's boss-ish, but I don't, that's not usually how radio shows work. So I don't, I don't really get who the boss is. I guess it's that guy that slaps people on the head too much, which is a a horrible maneuver if you're an actual boss. No, they've said it before that Kenny is the station manager. Is that the boss? Yes. I don't know. I don't know about that. Isn't there like a showrunner or something or? Well, the, the entire show of Frasier's radio show is is Roz the producer and Frasier the talent. Like that is the so show. Who are these other guys? I mean, don't answer that. Well, the, but... It's a radio station, so it's it's there are other. No, you don't have to answer, but I think I think Ryan hopefully can figure it out. I can't. I don't. I don't know what the other two guys were doing. Well, we don't really get any insight into what their jobs might be at this radio station. But I will say, why are they all hanging out in the like booth? Like what? Why are they all there? They don't have a break room or something where they can all complain at each other. Like, does it really make sense that they would all at the same time? We've never seen them in in Roz's booth. We've never seen them hanging out in there. Why are they all there now? Never once. I don't know. It's a good question. I think I guess you could take it that they've lost their minds because they're so hungry. Yeah. Which, by the way, Curtis, this is exactly how you would act. You get really hangry. Oh, I, I'm, I'm shocked that in preparations for this discussion, I didn't uh, think about my hangry exodes. <laughs> you should have not ate leading into this one. So you could just, everyone could see how hangry you get. You become a true monster. It's great. Oof. Yeah, no, I, I uh, just keep me fed. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, did you guys clock that there's a lot of man on man nipple action in this scene? There's just a lot of touching in general, but yes, a lot of nipple action, a lot of nipple, a lot of nip action. Yeah, just this. I've I've been to work a lot. No one's ever attempted to grab at the nip. Yeah, yep. we can be certain that none of the people in this room are the HR manager. Uh, I also thought for things that don't age well, Roz smoking indoors just looked horrible. Yeah, it's not something you see often anymore. That good upgrade. Even having a character smoke, even if it's not portrayed in a, a good light, like the the idea that she would smoke at all feels like something they they would not do today. Yeah, hundred percent. Love Frazier's line here, where he's like, "Guys, it's sheet cake," which is true. Sheet cake sucks. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. It's it's very in line with something he would think and say, and also a, a valid point. She cake would have been an acceptable answer for our up top segment. What's the grossest thing you would eat if you were starving? <laughs> she cake. She cake. Yeah. You're you're on the top of a mountain. You're about to freeze to death. You've brought the sheet cake, and you're looking at your climbing partner. You're going, "I'm going to eat him. I don't. I'm just going to eat him. I don't want. I don't want that cake." I wouldn't have brought it. My idiot climbing partner clearly brought that. It's like that's what you made room for in the sack. Sheet cake. This is why I'm going to eat you. <laughs> we get our next title card. It's bye bye birdie. Frazier has assembled the whole team to his house to finish out the weight loss challenge and to police each other. Martin brings Barney to Daddy and is surprised when he eats his bird friend. I understand why they wouldn't all be together, but why do they have to be at Frazier's house? I would have never invited these people over. Yeah. Never in a million years. I can can explain that. They already had the set built, so... I'm kind of surprised they didn't just continue to do this at the work set. I know. I That would have made way more sense. Why would you go to someone's house? And then Frazier, I think, says that he throws away all his food. So there's no... No, no, no. Wait, wait. That is not the line. He says he throws out all of his food stuffs. Oh, yeah. there you go. That means Cheese Whiz is gone, too. It's too bad. What uh, what? How, what's the most amount of coworkers you've ever invited over? Like, I'm legitimately friends with some of my coworkers, but five or whatever he invites is a lot. I've never had that many people uh, coworkers at my house, but I've been to coworkers' house and they've had more than five people. Yeah, I've had. I've th- Ryan, you've been to some of the parties I've thrown that I've had more than five of my coworkers at. No, six <laughs> tops. Six tops, and that seems like a stretch. That's more than five, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought. Marty was fun in this ep- in this scene, this whole episode, but this scene. <laughs> I do, I really do. What like, what did he think would happen? It reminds me of when I was a kid and I got a hamster, and my older brother had a hamster, and we were told explicitly in no uncertain terms that hamsters will fight to the death. Two male hamsters put together, one of them will die, and we got the hamster within a night. I I looked at it and I was like, these two hamsters are going to be friends. And we put them together and we heard a sneeze noise and my hamster dashed, just like flew out of the room. And we had to like chase it down and catch it. It was the dumbest thing. And I don't know why he thought a dog wasn't trying to eat that bird. One, I've been friends with you for almost 16 years. First time hearing that story. So I'm a little disappointed. Well, it's a really good story. So I'm surprised I never told it. And and two, because it's Eddie, and Eddie would never do that. I mean, he did. Yeah. He did do it. The first thing we see him do. This is literally the first action he takes. It is funny how early in the episode, like, he just thinks he's they're in love. They're best friends because they're staring at each other. Like, he really just thinks there's some kind of a bond between them. And then it's literally just, he was hungry. I, uh, I did like how put off Niles was in this scene as well. Like, he was really trying to compete uh, with Eddie for the bird's affections. I loved that. Yeah. Yeah, Niles has a real, uh, like, he really, I feel like he really feels like he's finally bonding with his father in this episode. <laughs> I mean, confusing for the upside down, but yeah, it does kind of seem that way. Is this the first episode we've watched where they really have like a lot of, like a storyline together? Just to do oh, it? yeah. Well, I mean, I guess yeah. there was the time that they got pulled over together last episode. The team are taking a steam and being creepy to each other. Kenny goes to grab water and eat some bird seed. Fraser thinks he ate the bird. Again, I've hung out with coworkers, but never have gone into someone's bathroom and been like, let's have a steam in here. <laughs> well, well, I want to talk about that because he says in the thing, my, my bathroom should now have transformed into a stream room. So I don't know. Oh, how did did it? I actually Googled it. So there is a thing called the Elite Steam Shower Generator, where uh, presumably you can use your shower head to create a steam room. It says it costs fi- over $1,500. 
Um, and I'm not Holy at all surprised shit. that Frazier would drop that kind of money uh, in a pissing contest say, with his ex bully. Th- that sounds like something Frazier would spend money on. Like, uh, no doubt he would just spend the money on it. So, I mean, I actually really, I didn't even question it. I was just like, of course, Frazier would have a steam room in his shower. Yeah, but like this, the steam in this bathroom was crazy. This was hella <laughs> sick. Even if you were in an actual sauna, you'd be like, this is a lot And of you can stuff. see the, like, the fog machine, like, shooting more steam. In Correct. Steam. <laughs> It, it was yeah. it was not the most it was not the most well edited, but uh, it looked wild. Yeah, I also don't understand. I mean, the bathroom is a pretty large bathroom, and they all were pretty much sitting on top of each other. Well, yeah, and also like so many of the jokes are about like they can't see what they're doing, but uh, we've all been in a steam room before. It's not like steam steam is not a magical substance that you can't see through. Like when you get close to a thing, you can see it. Like it's only yeah, unclear this, at a distance. This steam was dead. yeah. Impressive. Yeah, I'm looking at this these products online. I don't think that that's this, anywhere near as crazy as the steam was. I, as, as far as sitting on top of each other, though, like a lot of the bathroom is dead space. You're not just going to sit in the middle of the if floor. You're, like you're going to sit wherever you if can you're sit. steaming. You'll you'll sit wherever you want to. I'd rather I'd rather sit in the floor. If you're, if you're having a steam. You're not sitting in the middle of the I would, floor. That's a horrible steam room. I experience. would rather sit on the floor in a steam room than next to those weirdos. Yeah, they did make some illusions that someone, at least one person was naked. Is that uh, right? One person was naked. We also get Roz licking herself. That's aggressive. Yes. And then I think Bulldog licks Gil. Correct. Very weird. Well, again, you're hungry at that point. Hard to judge what you're going to lick and not lick. You can't have a, a coworker naked next to you. In any scenario... Especially in your other coworkers' bathroom. Maybe you should be the HR manager. If that's the policies we need to lay down, then sure, I could be the <laughs> HR manager. Oh man, yeah. I mean, it is a it is weird enough to invite slash force all of your colleagues over to your house to to stay the night. But even especially when we, I don't think his apartment's that big. Where are they going to be sleeping for this evening? But that they all basically get naked with at best a towel or maybe a robe and then go into a, ba- a small bathroom and have a steam. Like that is a very strange Tuesday night. Yeah. All right. We've broken down the steam room. We really got to get to the bird. I just, this is uh, as far as Frasier switcheroos we've seen so far, this is easily my favorite one. <laughs> Frasier's face is totally correct. If, <laughs> if you think someone's eating a bird, no matter how hungry you are, you have to make a very similar face. Loved this top to bottom. Thought it was perfect. Yeah. And the way he walks out with that toothpick just is, it, it's exactly what you'd expect a man who just ate a live bird <laughs> would be doing. Yeah, the timing was really good. I can't think of the actor's name that plays him. but I can't Kenny Powers. <laughs> That's the guy from Heavyweights. Yeah, if, he, if Kenny Powers actually ate a pigeon, that scene's still exactly the same. Aaron Schwartz. Uh... I wrote Marty with the save. I don't know why I wrote that. Oh, because so 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 uh, at the end of the scene, it's 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 nice. So they're all like grabbing bird seed off the floor. They're so desperate. They're so oh yeah, starving. They're, they all look like literal pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was wrong. The, the actor's name is Tim McGown. That's oh the God. guy, Tom McGown. Worth it. Why are you bad enough at Google? How can you not Google well? Uh, I use Jeeves. Anyway, so Marty does save the day because they're all like, I'm still hungry. I want to eat this bird seed off this floor. And then he announces that Eddie threw up the bird and is now eating the throw up. Ah, yes. And everybody's <laughs> just like, okay, I'm done. I don't need to eat anything. That wouldn't have slowed me down. If I'm that hungry, I don't care that a dog threw up a bird. I, I am certain that Kenny would have been running over to beat the dog to the throw up to eat it. <laughs> Maybe that's probably what he was doing at the final weigh in. The team are two ounces short. 
So Ross cuts off her hair to win. This works. It shouldn't be allowed, but it is. Frazier finally gets a zinger against his bully. Did you guys think it was weird that they used one type of scale to, uh, the first time and a different scale the second time? This bothered me so much. Why are yeah, they suddenly good. being weighed together? But yeah. in the first episode, they got to shame Frazier. Yeah. So that they could shame Frazier. What do you mean? And now it's, uh, yeah, the consistency was not great. Oh, I thought it was incredible technology for this radio station. In 2004. Or for this, for this daytime talk show. Well, especially yeah. because it's not weighing them and then announcing what they weigh. It's literally only saying the the amount they've lost. So it has to do some weird math yeah. to get a number Correct. to announce. And as soon as she cuts her hair off, it, it recalculates. All right. Bef- before yeah. they actually weigh, though, uh, super weird. Let's have a huddle to discuss our strategy of getting weighed. <laughs> yeah, that was that was impressive. What are you what are you strategizing? Just get on the scale. Even though it would not have helped, I would have loved to see them just carry one of the uh, the one guy in the air. Well, it would be funny if they like circled around him and one guy just jumped like right as the scale <laughs> was calculated. Yes, that, yes, that would have been. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. If one of them had jumped, I think uh, the this thing would have accepted those yeah those terms. But oh, well, it changed. Here we go. Actually, even before we get into the weighing itself, we get a, a glimpse into the segment where she announces what that they're going to be doing this weighing thing. And all we see is her standing over a table with a bunch of jeans and a bunch of scissors. And I think this local morning TV show was doing an entire segment on Let's show you how to make jorts. (laughs) I think that is literally, I mean, that's why there are scissors on the table for for Roz to use. It's because they were doing a jort segment beforehand. I didn't clock that at all. Holy, that's so great. (laughs) Beat the summer heat with jorts. Cut them yourself. And this would have been a January segment. I love that. I I really wish that we could have seen that scene. Forget the rest of the episode. That would have been so funny. <laughs> or if that was like the scrambled egg part, that would have been amazing. So yeah, the hair bit. This is absolute nonsense. Nonsense. Yeah. But it got three ounces, so I guess it was worth it. I just don't think it's that little hair. Oh, you're you're saying it's nonsense because you think that no, amount no, of no. hair wouldn't have been added to three ounces? No, no, no. Counting it is crazy as hell. But then also, like, I don't know. Is that how much three ounces of hair is? I think it's plausible that that could be three ounces of hair. Are you saying it's, it, it, it should be weighing more or less? less i would think because it's hair I think, I think hair weighs more than you think hmm. and three ounces is not that much of hair all right Brad, can you weigh yourself cut off some hair and then see how much see how much it takes to get three ounces down i just got a haircut but i'm happy to do it during the okay summer. so here's what we're gonna do you're gonna weigh yourself right now then you're gonna grow your hair out until it's as long as Roz's, and then you're okay. gonna weigh yourself again <laughs> Let's do it. Well, she doesn't cut it all off, right? She just cuts off like the ponytail. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she got. I I actually looked at this. I was pretty impressed. She cut it the right spot. I guess if she went a little lower, it would have only been two ounces. <laughs> she, she knew exactly how much two ounces of hair was. Yeah. Well, and his thing uh, earlier, we got her like frizzy steam room hair. So, how many wigs do you think they fitted the Perry Gilpin with in this in this episode? Had to be a lot. Is that is that how you pronounce her last name? I don't know. Okay. What would you? How would you pronounce it? Like G- Gilplin. Gilplin. Oh, you you said it so cleanly. <laughs> how many L's are in her name? I don't know. That's just seems like Gilpin. I misspelled uh, Perry. You'll be excited to know. <laughs> I did too. Yeah. Gilpin. Yeah. There's no second L in Gilplin. So the second L is uh, invisible. Maybe it's Jilpin. Well, it isn't, but okay. We're going to have to ask her when we bring her on. How about the old, uh, the old psych, 
Hiya, Trist. What a great move. Yeah. I love that line. I loved it. I mean, it was sad and embarrassing that the bully was doing psych so uh, fervently earlier yeah. in the episode. Like, you're a grown man. But that he gets it, his comeuppance with the psychiatrist bit, very good. It was extremely eye-rolly when, he, when the, the bad guy was doing it early. It did, it did make for a decent payoff, though. I'll give him that. It was a good callback. But wait, you, you heard that line and still didn't understand that he was a psychiatrist? No, I, I was joking before. I just didn't know what psychiatrists did. I've made I've made it a point not to Google anything. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, but that's just like a life lesson. You're going to need serious psychiatric help at some point, and you're going to refuse because you're like, I don't want to Google it and ruin something that happened on Frasier. <laughs> yeah, hopefully I don't need the help for another 10 years, but I'll be fine 11 years from now. Frasier plays this out with the team sharing a meal and Noel stealing Roz's hair. Creepy. That shit was so creepy. Sorry, I can't cuss on the show. That crap was so creepy. We can swear. You dumb fuck. I don't, do you guys think that scene would, would be on today? I don't think they would do that. That was, like, so creepy. Well, I don't think hair sniffing, like, it's a known weirdo thing. But uh, you think back to, like, when they did in Charlie's Angels. You're not like, oh, they would never do that now. He, not only did he sniff it, he put it down his shirt. Okay. I, I thought the sniffing was the part that was the problem. I didn't realize him stashing it in his shirt's a problem. No, I thought the stashing the shirt was the weirder part. Because yeah, that was weird. He did it He did it like a woman would do into her cleavage yeah. to hide something, but he doesn't yes. have cleavage. So he's yeah. just got this weird puff in his shirt that is going to be so much more noticeable than even if he just kept it rolled up in his fist. Thank you. That's exactly it's, what I thought. It's a yeah. weird behavior, but it's not like, I don't think that's any more perverse than stealing someone's hair. I guess that's just me. I don't know. I thought you were going to be the one that was the creeped out by it. I'm surprised it's me. No, I mean the hair sniffing. The hair sniffing's creepy enough. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't, I don't care what else he's doing. Brad, are you in your steam room right now? Yeah, get out of your steam room. So this, this was an interesting one. I think that if when you're writing the show, if you have Fraser lose the bet, the scrambled egg scene is going to be Fraser having to pay off the bet. But because he wins the bet. There's no point. Like, it wouldn't be fun to see this guy we've just met doing some weird stuff to, for Frasier. So it was interesting. That, I mean, I alluded to this in, in my uh, intro at the beginning of the episode, but l- literally, the bet is either Frasier dress like a woman and go to the other radio station, go out in public, or the other guy, if he loses, has to purchase a chess set. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm sure the chess set that he wants is not. It's not. Like I mean, it's, that's the only explanation for why it's a fair bet is that the the chess set is really expensive, but it just doesn't. Is they, those are not equitable outcomes. <laughs> no. no, I agree. Yeah, but I'm saying it's weird to like. It's weird to have a bet where you don't really care about the payoff. You care about the the weight loss journey to get to the payoff. Because winning or losing doesn't matter because we're leaving the show. We're, we're clearly not going to see the effects. So it's very strange to build a show around a bet that you don't care about the outcome. Yeah. Well, Brad, was this a good episode? Yeah. So the, the concept and the plot was definitely a little stupid. But I really enjoyed the pacing of the episode. I really enjoyed Niles in this episode. And I really enjoyed Roz in this episode. 
I'm going to give it, uh, you know, it, it's not one of my favorite, but it's not a terrible show. I'm going to give it a B minus. Solid answer. Um, Curtis, what do you think? Uh, I'm annoyingly more or less in agreement with you. I would say I, I, I would put this more in the I liked it than I don't like it. Yeah. It's definitely in the middle of the pack, though. Uh, out of 13 episodes, this ranks number seven for me uh, so far. I think it gets a lot of good laughs, um, especially the the line that I just absolutely love about the salads. It doesn't fall too far into that trap of setting up ridiculous story just to get a middling joke. The jokes mostly pay off. And so I would say, uh, yeah, this is... Uh, Pretty good one, um, but about the middle. Ryan, what 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 do you think? Yeah, so when we when I first watched it, I did, didn't like it, didn't love it, and then I thought more about it, and the like more scenes I thought about, it, I was like, you know what, this was this was better than I than I gave it credit as I watched it, which is interesting. I think you hit on a lot of them, Brad. You were right; the pacing was was good, much better than some of the episodes we've had. Good Niles, good Marty. I guess good Eddie. I guess he's a character. And then some of your strongest Frasier reactions, reactions too, to the bird stuff. And that bird seems great. Like that's maybe maybe my second favorite scene in all of the show so far. Yeah, uh, but there's a lot of filler too. One of your one of your favorite scenes, one of my favorite lines. I feel like th- this is an episode that it, it it probably wouldn't be more than like a super mediocre. All you know, I think what what rises it to the top. It's got some real heavy hitter moments. Yes, um, yes. in an otherwise pretty middling story right i think all of the episode is either great or horrible depending on any given moment (laughs) and so i'll give it a very soft seven well so far in the upside down we've only seen fraser at the radio station sparingly uh this is our first full dedicated ep to his work family and i thought it might be fun to imagine other career possibilities that Frazier could have had if he didn't become a radio psychiatrist. We're going to do a new segment. It's called Frazier's Forays. So great, I've got a great name. Great name. Shut up. Fuck you. <laughs> I've got a random job title generator, and it's going to spit out some professions for us to evaluate his potential. All right. So let's get started. Paralegal. Oh my god, he'd be a horrible paralegal. He he can't work for somebody else. No way. He would. It would. That would be terrible. Especially like a a very strict lawyer who needs deadlines to be hit. Like this is a man that doesn't work. How, how could he possibly do work for someone else? <laughs> he works at his own speed. How about that? That's not what a paralegal should do. No, not at all. He'd be terrible. Yeah. Any job where he works for somebody else is definitely going to be difficult for him to, to do it well at. Uh, but something that's, I assume, uh, very detail-oriented, like a, a paralegal, a lot of grunt work and just reading through lots of text. I, he likes to read. That's his really only advantage in, in that role. Far too flippant for the paralegal life. How about this? Police officer. Maybe taken after his father? He would get shot. (laughs) (laughs) It's Well, you think about all the different things police have to do. I think being a douchebag as he pulls someone over on the highway, he'd be great at. Uh, But chasing someone down, he'd be horrible at. Correct. If I had to pick between this and paralegal, obviously I would choose cop over paralegal. But, uh, yeah, I don't I want think... him protecting my... I, he's too selfish to protect someone's life. So you're saying he'd be a good cop? <laughs> Behind the desk, he'd be great. You know, like, if he has to, if he has to be one of those Yeah, he'd be a like, desk job. There's no way he's passing that physical exam for the, the academy. <laughs> he's eating enough salads, guys. He's fine. He would be... He's in perfectly good health to be an officer. Uh, here's one that's interesting. So, uh, Painter. I feel like he's a man who loves the arts. 
I could see him being very uh, stuffy about it, but do you think he'd be good at actually making paintings? There's no no evidence to say that he'd be good at that. None whatsoever. No. I just can't imagine a manual job like that, me saying yes to when it comes to Fraser. Like, he's just not good at doing work, especially if he's painting for someone else. Like, that does not, does not seem like something he'd be good at as a job when someone says they're a painter i'm thinking like house painter not like i am art too painter. yes correct mm. I'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry if you meant something else but that's how i took it as well are you apologizing to the random job generator <laughs> I'm, I'm apologizing to the person pressing the, the button on the job <laughs> generator um i ran through this generator hit the refresh button several times uh, before we did the show, just to see if there might be potentially good things to come out, but still make them random. But this one has now come up a second time, which seems unlikely to be random, randomlists.com. Uh, professional athlete. Nope. That is not a very uh, common job title, I wouldn't think. But <laughs> tell, I mean, Unless tell it's me. squash. Yeah, I was going to say, tell me which athlete. Obviously, he's not playing basketball or anything, but yeah, I don't know what squash is like. See, I don't think it could be any sport. I don't. I think he would he would crumble in competition. I think people could get in his. It's so funny because he's a psychiatrist. People can get into his head and mess with him so easily. Oh, that is fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. That's what I'm here for. Good points. I guess. Uh, this one, uh, I'm very sorry, Ryan. I don't think you should weigh in on this one because this is one that Bradley is going to have the most expertise on. I think he will really be able to dig into uh, the strengths and weaknesses for Fraser um, because he has so much experience. Uh, insurance agent. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, you know what? I, I, I can see him as a salesman. I, I could see him selling stuff. I mean, actually. he gave a rousing speech that. Um, yeah, I mean, of, if you, of, if you, real talk. If you think about it in every episode, he a lot of times he has to get like caught up in one of his lies and then tell some, some great story to smooth things over. He'd be he'd be a pretty good salesman. Yeah, I I, I, I agree. I refreshed again and got professional athlete again. This is a terrible random <laughs> generator. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do one more. All right. So we talked about professional athlete, but what about a referee? No, he's not impartial. He's yeah, he can't be impartial. Oh, well, well, wait a minute though. He can't be impartial about most things, but do you think he would care enough about any sport to go in with bias? I, I think I, he I, gets offended too quick. Like I would never have Brad be a referee. No, a hundred percent. Yeah, I'd be terrible at that. Um, no, same. So, yeah, I agreed. <laughs> why, why did you say that in the past tense? I, it was the old Brad. I don't know. Uh, well, that was Fraser. Can, hey, can we make some uh, bids into what we would love to see him do uh, professionally? Yes, absolutely. I would love to see Fraser the barista. Funny, I would love to see Fraser the Target employee. What? What I say? Barista. And what'd you say? Target employee? Video of Starbucks at Target. No, 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 I actually think that's really interesting because he's always at that coffee shop episode where he somehow has to get a taste of his own medicine and be behind the counter and, and make coffee and take orders from, like, that is, I, I want to see him eat shit like that for sure. Well, the, famously, the, the coffee baristas, they give you shit if you do it wrong. Uh, perfect, perfect for him. He loves telling people when they've done something wrong. Yeah, he would absolutely like tell people they were ordering wrong, for sure. Well, anyway, that was Fraser's forays. Ryan, why don't you tell us what to expect next week when we cover the previous episode? It's season 11, episode 11. High holidays. No one is Jewish, which must mean we are getting cranes on planes. The cranes are choosing to spend Christmas in the Bahamas. Roz is joining them because it's the Bahamas. In the A plot, Fraser tries to get lucky in the air. He comes up short, but is frustratingly close several times. Elsewhere on the plane, Daphne tells Niles that she's looking forward to their baby's first Christmas. 
This sends Niles into a panic as he forgot to give Daphne a gift. Ronnie and Martin get it on in the bathroom, old people style. Well, we will be back next week to find out if any of that happened. Thanks to Kevin McLeod for our theme music. And for everybody listening, I just hope that you, you know, stay out of our social medias. Don't go around trying to spread this show to all of your friends, family, and people in your network. Don't email us your thoughts or questions at reversepsychpod at gmail.com. And please, just don't rate or review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're watching this. So for myself, for Ryan, for Brad, good morning, Tuscaloosa. I hate you. Pew! Hi, I'm a robot. I have no energy. I'm a blood-sucking demon. I like blood. Can I suck your blood? I'm not going to get any louder than this, and I'm just going to sound like a 15-year-old girl, but it's fine. Usually, I can work off of you and be and be fun off of your energy, but tonight, it's like, okay, it's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde tonight. All right, let's do it. Let's have fun. Bananas. Like, what?